time, this doesn't look as attractive as it once did because you're fixing your eyes on the things of the kingdom. I'm just talking about a thousand that have a vision for their heart. They've got passion for God. They're leading intercession on their schools. They're set apart, consecrated under God. And they've got a vision and a mission for their The life. enemy will begin to destroy you as if you have secret sin that you don't confess to God, that you don't confess to others, that you don't work through. The enemy wants to destroy you. And he destroys many in our culture, in our generation, through secret sins never confessed. Because it starts off as this, it kind of just starts off as this small thing. We think that it's no big deal. But the enemy, if you get close, if you get close, he will pounce on you. He will destroy you. It's kind of like this video. Watch this video real quick. It's one of your favorites. It's number one on YouTube all time. Watch this. Here's a, the, the crazy thing about this kid is that this kid is upset at Charlie, but he put his finger in his mouth. Right? Of course Charlie's going to bite you, right? And here's one of the things that happens with you and I. And I say this not in theory. I say this with talking with student after student after student in my office or at Starbucks. There is this perception that I can flirt with sin. I can flirt with the lion and nothing's going to happen to me. As I, 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 can, I can get close to sexual immorality. I can get close to rage and anger. I can get close to fear, anxiety. I can live in it and there won't be any ramifications. But, but if you get close to it, If you put your finger in the mouth, it will get bit. If you get close to the lion, you will get pounced on. The enemy, he's not not out to just kind of hurt you. He is out to destroy you. He wants to crush you. And the way that you and I can start to be free is instead of keeping our sins secret, we confess them to God. Because it's in secret. When the sins are in secret, that's where they grow. In the dark. It's like glow in the dark, they grow in the dark. Secrets grow in the dark. When, you, when there's no confession, when there's no accountability, when you're not talking to God about it, you begin to tolerate sin. And when you begin to tolerate it, it begins to expand. You begin to get used to it and more comfortable with it. You begin to think that no one else will know. You begin to think that it's like your pet sin. No one else will ever see it. And you become comfortable with it. And it becomes the thing that destroys you. It becomes the thing that hurts you. Maybe it's fear. Maybe it's anxiety. Maybe it's lust. Maybe it's bitterness. Maybe it's resentment. Maybe it's rage. Maybe it's gossip. 
But in that place, in that secret place, that secret will slowly, slowly start to destroy you. And it doesn't start big. Never starts big. Secret sins always start small. They always start with just something that you think, well, it's just a little bit. It's just, it, I'll just try it this one time. I'll just try it. And it's just this one time. And Well, it's not a big deal. It's not a really big deal. So it's not, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure it'll be okay. Or, or here's, how about this one? Oh, well, I'll, I'll do this and God will forgive me. After all, he's a God of love. He'll forgive me. So I'll justify my sin in secret when nobody sees Or maybe this one, God doesn't really care, you know, after all, it's just me. It's just little me, and there's billions of people, and so God doesn't care. Or maybe this idea, you know, well, following God is kind of boring, and so I want to at least try this sin out. I want to give it a shot. Or what could be wrong with me having a little bit of fun? I mean, after all, my friends are doing this, 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 and this, so what could be wrong with me just doing this little thing and you begin to justify it and it starts with this small in your brain it's this small little thing the enemy wants to take that little that little space where you said Jesus isn't Lord of this much of my life and when you say that the enemy goes that's that's the little that's the the crack in the door I needed open for me to come and pounce for me to destroy you that little bit so that I can come and take you out. John 10.10 says that the enemy comes to kill, to rob, and to destroy. He is out to hurt you. We're not, it's not this cute little game. It's not this cute little thing. If there's no such thing as cute sin. It's all whore-awful. That's horrible and awful together. Whore-awful. It's all, God wants to crush all of it The enemy wants you to engage it so that he can crush you. God wants to crush your sin. The enemy wants to crush you. There is an agenda. There is a war over your heart. And the decisions that you make are a daily decision on who will be Lord of your life. This secret sin hurts you. It's not small. It's not kind of just, oh, it's just kind of cute. It's American culture and boys will be boys and girls will be girls. It's the way it goes. No, no. No, talk to the guys that work, even, even working with 24-year-olds that, that are in DLA that chose to sin when they were 16 and we're still unraveling the pain and the hurt. We're still trying to fit, work with them because there's, there's real ramifications for the choices that we make. The enemy wants to destroy you. And it's not cute. It's not kind of funny. And sometimes I feel like we treat it like it's just no big deal. Like it's just, ah, well, whatever. Mm, you know, we live in the richest culture in the world and, you know, my parents sinned and people on the movies sin and on television they sin and it seems like their lives are okay and so I've got all these reasons and at the end of the day, there are all kinds of things other than glorify, loving God, all to Him. It's so different than all to Him. It's really mostly about me. Let me tell you this. I believe the number one step to starting to be free from secret sin is to actually hate sin. To hate it. You want to hate the things that God hates. You want to destroy it. 
I was sitting in a coffee shop, got a text. It's one of my favorite stories. Missionary to Mexico, Britt Hancock. He's kind of this wild missionary. And I love to tell the story because I'm sitting there and I got this text that was so, it was so ferocious compared to like my world. It seemed kind of abrasive, you know, and it was this text that said, kill the devil. And I picked up my phone and I looked at it and I just remember thinking, this is so weird. You know, like, kill the devil. I put it down and a few minutes later I got a, a text, all caps, kill the devil. <laughs> and so, so here's this missionary and he's living in Mexico and he's hiking into, you know, different mountain terrains and, and he's going from village to village and he's you know, seeing people whose lives are being destroyed by the enemy and he's having diseases that are destroying people and he's watching murders that are taking place in villages and he's seeing godlessness on a whole gargantuan huge level and there's something that's so alive in him where he really sees the excellence of Jesus and how horrible the devil is and so it's not kind of like this backseat, second-rate opinion of, oh yeah, we're supposed to hate sin. Instead, it's this ferocious, aggressive, on the offensive, kill the devil. And I'm telling you, first step for you to get rid of secret sin is that you hate sin and that you have inside of you. Kill sin. Kill it. Destroy it. I don't want it. I want to get rid of it. I don't, I want to destroy the, I want to get rid of the thing that's destroying me. See, the good news is, is that God wants to destroy What's destroying you? But you've got to walk in step with what he said to do in the scriptures. You've got to follow the direction that he told you to go. And the way that he told us that we could be free, the way that you and I can step out and not live in the shadows, not have secret sin destroying our lives, is if we'll confess it to God. I want to read out of 1 John 1, 9. One of my favorites. It says, if we confess our sins, say confess. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just. I just love that right there. Just, we could just stop right there. The God who runs the universe is not unfair. The God who created all things is not a tyrant. If we confess our sins, if we activate doing something, i.e. confession, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just. We do something and he responds back. We activate. What is that thing? We confess it. That's kind of easy, isn't it? I mean, imagine if you could be set free from the things that are destroying you so that you don't have the internal pain and the fears and the anxiety, the thing that deteriorates you on the inside. I mean, that messes you up, that destroys you. St. Irenaeus said, the glory of God is man fully alive. You were made to walk fully alive in the image of God. That's what God created you for. And the more that you choose to sin, the more you slowly deteriorate on the inside. Because you become less and less like God. And you gradually push yourself away from God. You don't confess your sin. And you choose to live in a way that's different than the way that God ordained. And when we do that, we're saying, I'm going to intentionally distance myself from God. 
When Adam and Eve chose to sin, prior to sin, they were walking in the cool of the evening, walking with God. And when they chose to sin, there was a shame that took place, a pain that took place. And God comes knocking. He comes saying, hey, where are you? And there's this this pain and this shame that distances the human heart. Goes, oh, I can't be in your presence because I'm not like like you. And when we choose to sin, we're we're putting shame on ourselves over and over and over again. And there is a way out if we confess. How do I get my deteriorated heart to become a heart fully alive? Step one, confession to God. Think about it. It's not that hard. It's not like $10,000. It's not like, well, go run 10 miles in 10 minutes. It's more like talk to the one who is faithful and just communicate. Just confess it. It's not even, step one isn't even, go tell Pastor Brady. And you're kind of like, ugh. No, step one is in the privacy of your own car, walking down the road, at your house, wherever you're at, you know, Confess to the one who loves you and is faithful and just. If we confess our sins, he is faithful. He is faithful. That means he doesn't look at Dan and say, I'll forgive you, but I won't forgive Mark. He's faithful. He's just. He's faithful and just. The one who's faithful and just. He's faithful and just to forgive us. And here's the one I like. To purify us. Or cleanse us. Another version says. To cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You want to feel clean on the inside? It's possible. You don't have to live with a deteriorated heart, distant from God. God's given us an avenue. It's this simple thing called confession. The funny thing is that sometimes we try to hide from God. You know? We try to run, kind of like Adam and Eve, you know, they kind of go hide in the bushes. (laughs) God already knows, just for the record. There's nothing he doesn't know. So you're not giving him new information. When you say to him, God, I confess my anger problem. He's not going, really? I've never seen that. You say, God, I confess my gossiping. He's like, I've never heard it. No. He sees every. Everything you do, he hears every word you say. He's already for you. Your confession is just activating. It's just saying, I'm, I'm committing to the process of living free. I'm committing to the process. I, I choose God. I want to be free. I want to I, I step out of this and be free. Let me tell you, you can be free. And the secrets, the secret sins, the secret sins seem like this small little thing. Like they just, like there's just this small thing. But, but they, they grow, they become huge and when they're in the dark. We're seeing it, I mean, we're seeing it right now even in the news. You know, if you're, if you're in all an ESPN nut, we're seeing a story of a guy who thought he had a secret and now the whole world's talking about it, right? Just breaking story this week, right? No such thing. No when we, when you choose, when you choose to live 
in the light, when you choose to confess, when you choose to come before God and be free, your heart comes alive. Your heart becomes free. And even if you're, I'm not talking about walking in perfection. We all fall short over and over again. But when we confess it to God, we, we get free. He forgives us. He's faithful and just to forgive us and to purify us or to cleanse us. Tonight, you can be free. Tonight, you can be clean. And it, all it takes is a conversation with you and God. And that thing that's keeping, that, that secret that nobody knows. That thing that you're scared to death to tell anyone. Or maybe it's that secret sin that you've told one person and you felt like they didn't love you through it and so you just kind of went quiet on it and you never told anyone ever again. Maybe it's something that happened a few years ago. But maybe it's a habitual sin. It's something that, it's a habit. You do it. All the time. Maybe it's an experience. Tonight, we want, as a whole DSM ministry, to choose to walk toward freedom. And we want to go into phase one, step one, of just confessing. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us or purify us. I want to be pure. You want to be pure? I want to be clean. Before God. So we're going to take a risk tonight. We want you to take a minute. Nico, if you want to come on up. And I want to invite you to just get whatever, is, whatever you need to confess to God tonight. We're going to invite you to do it. Here's the way that we're going to do this. I want you to be specific in your confession. This is not writing out a prayer. This is just, just write the statement. The very, nat- the very nature of what we're doing is a prayer to God. So you don't have to write out like a lot. But uh, you can just write out, I lie. You can write two words, you know. Or you can, you know, just write out what is the thing. The thing, that no- the thing that's keeping you down. The thing that's keeping you distant from God. And we're going to confess it to God tonight. We're going to offer up one prayer to him as one body. And we're going to say, God, we confess these sins to you. And we ask that the faithful and just God would cleanse us, purify us, and change us. So in just a moment, after I pray, we have all over the room, we have little pieces of white paper, little golf pencils. And I just want you to write on there. I just want you to write out your confession. Be specific. We're not going to use it. Keep it anonymous. Do not write your name. Keep it anonymous and just write it out. And, I, and here's what I want you to do. In a minute, after I say amen, you're going to go, and I don't want you to write it at the table. I just want you to get the piece of paper, and, the, and I want you to go be alone. You can go back to your chair. You can sit on the floor. We're going to give you just a few minutes because we don't have much time. We're going to give you just a few minutes to write it out. And then what I want you to do is I want you to come up here. I want you to put your piece of paper in this box. Everybody understand? And we're just going to confess to God tonight and let him begin a process of setting us free. Jesus, you're the one that breaks chains. 
You're the one that breaks addictions. You're the one that heals relationships. You're the one that gives us a clean start. You're the one that hears our prayers. You're the one that renews our hearts. You're the one that forgives. And tonight, we ask, Lord Jesus, that you would hear us. And we gladly confess to you. God, we want to be a holy people. We want to be consecrated, holy the Lord's. And we do not want to, we know, we know what it is, God, to be in your presence. We know what, it's, what it is to experience God. We know what it's like to walk in purity, and we want it. We refuse to tolerate sin. We want to choose righteousness. And so we confess our sins to you tonight. We want to confess secret sin to you tonight. So that we can be healed. So that you would cleanse us, purify us, change us, wash us, forgive us, and heal us. Amen. And over time, this doesn't look as attractive as it once did because you're fixing your eyes on the things of the kingdom. I'm just talking about a thousand that have a vision for their heart. They've got passion for God. They're leading intercession on their schools. They're set apart, consecrated under God. And they've got a vision and a mission for their life.